monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello, and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G, and joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? I'm under the weather. It seems like every time we record one of these, I have to say, oh, I'm not feeling well, but I'm not. I have a cold. Yeah, you do. I sound like shit. So I apologize to your ears. You sound like sexy, like when Phoebe gets a cold in Friends. What's up, baby? Now it's in Smelly Cat. Smell. No. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, it's Christmas. Yes, and it was my pick. It was your pick. So, without any further ado, let's listen to the trailer for Silent Night, Deadly Night. (laughs) Fuck that movie. (laughs) Joey made us turn it off. 25 minutes I made it. Fuck that piece of shit. I cannot think of a time I've hated a movie more that quickly. I was shocked that... Well, I guess I'm not shocked. You can't handle stuff with kids anymore. Look, I love bad movies. You know I like bad movies. But you know what the best kind of bad movie is? The kind that's fun. The kind that's not taking itself seriously. This movie was serious as a heart attack. It was not clever. It was not fun. It was not fun. It was not well written. It was not well acted. It was just a fucking piece of shit... Don't watch this movie, and if you're a fan of this movie, then fuck you. Oh, that's a bit harsh. I don't care. Fuck this movie to death. I wish I could hate this movie to death. It was, yeah, upsetting. It sucked. It wasn't cool. Ugh, fuck everything about it. I'm so glad we turned it off. Joy can't handle stuff with kids anymore. Even if it wasn't about kids, it just wasn't good. I think if it hadn't been for the kid stuff, you would have been okay watching it. I would have it. probably watched the rest of it and hated it just as much, and not even in like a... Like, look, we've watched some bad fucking movies on this podcast, but we have a good time watching them. This one was just like, look how fucking edgy and dark this is, and now look, look at the dead mom's tits. I That was my problem, was that Ugh. the violence was supposed to be titillating. Not for the guy doing it, but for us, the viewer. Yeah, it was, it was just awful. And like, and then he didn't even make any goddamn fucking sense. Like this, <coughs> when we get into the fucking, there's a part in the orphanage where like this nun's like, go outside and play, and he's like, yeah, okay. The one nun is nice to me, and somehow in the time it takes for him to put his jacket on, she's fucking a guy, and he sees it through the keyhole, and it's like, oh, I'm watching fucking. Now I'm even more fucked in the head. Ugh, everything about this. So movie I sucked. had picked this movie because I was really fascinated with all the controversy around it. This was one of the most controversial movies of the '80s. And it was because of, like, the TV ads yeah. for it. They played ads for this movie between, like, family-friendly shows, like yeah. Three's Company and That's a good show. Little House on the Prairie. I used to watch Little House on the Prairie. And you know what the worst part about my <laughs> movie was? I wanted to go into it. I wanted to like it because I knew that, like, fucking Siskel and Ebert yeah. were like, Oh, I wanted to like it too. Filmmakers. And I wanted to dunk on Siskel and Ebert. But in this case, I was like, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, we, in, like, in our modern era, we've had problems with advertisements in our kids on YouTube. Like, the, we were, the kids were, and I know it's YouTube, but they were watching a kid show on YouTube, and then the ad 
was for Slenderman. Yeah. And I feel like they're not even using their marketing well. Like, why aren't they advertising kids shit during a kid's YouTube show? Yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, you should use kids' YouTube. I'm like, well, that doesn't really help when the fucking video game program... That, anyway, it doesn't matter. It should be... Yeah. But anyway, so we, we had a problem with some advertising as yeah. well. So we didn't watch this piece of shit movie. But no. you took a lot of notes about it. So finish filling us in and we'll get on to something <laughs> I good. did think it was funny when you brought up Siskel and Ebert. Um, they hated this movie so much. Flames. On the side of their face. No. no, Siskel read the names of the film producers and crew. And after he read all their names, he said, Shame on you. And he said, Any money from this movie that was made was blood money. Such a and then idiot. what's, and he says, What's next? The Easter Bunny as a serial killer? And I was like, Yeah. yeah that'd be, that'd rad. be, if they made it like a fun movie. Funny. Like, I thought Silent Night, Deadly Night was going to be fun. I thought we would have fun watching it. Me too. But I'm actually really happy with what we did pick. Yeah. Uh, so. I threw a hissy fit and made us stop watching. <laughs> oh, hang on. T- stand by. <laughs> oh, wow, that was a triple sneeze. Bless you. And I bit my tongue. Fuck. Uh, I threw a hissy fit and made us pick a different movie. And Nicole, what'd you pick? Um, I picked The Dead Don't Die. The Jim Jarmusch film. I was so happy. I'd already seen it before, but we watched it again. And now here's the trailer for you. Oh. In this peaceful town, on these quiet streets, something terrifying, something horrifying is coming. Excuse me, we're closed. Get away from me! What the hell was it? A wild animal? This is really awful. Maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. What was it, wild animals? So what are you thinking? I'm thinking zombies. What? You know, the undead. Ghouls. You look gorgeous. Oh my. Are you in this together? Flesh-eating zombies. Don't joke, it's really, really creepy. Oh man, this isn't gonna end well. They gravitate towards things they did when they were alive. Carved beer. Chardonnay. Did she just say Chardonnay? Yeah, she did. Welcome to my world, zombies. I've been telling you this is all gonna end badly. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm quite confident of my ability to defend myself against the undead. I can see that. Excuse me. Those are some pretty good cuts. You played some minor league ball, didn't you? Well, um, a little class A. It was a long time ago. Ghouls. Ghouls. That's dead. the best part of the trailer. That's a great trailer. It doesn't do a, per, a really great job like showing you what the movie's going to be, but uh, I love that this movie got made because it's like the most laconic, slow-paced, deadpan movie, and it's with that superstar cast. And I, I can just see so many people. I uh, Well, okay. That's... 
I think that it was slower than I thought it was going to be. Like based on just the trailer alone, I thought it was going to be super fun, funny, and like lots of zombies, lots of kills. But if you had never seen a Jim Jarmusch movie or movies like this, or like because you've watched a lot of movies, you like to think that you're not all sophisticated and clever. But you've seen a lot of like movie snob movies. I guess so. And so, like, if you were just, like, an average person who would never watch this kind of movie, and you're like, oh, Bill Murray and Adam Driver and all these famous people are in this zombie comedy, and you watch this, couldn't you see yourself being like, the fuck is this? I could see if you had, like, coming into it, just being like, this is a zombie movie, a typical zombie movie, that you would be like, what the fuck? But I just, like, I think I was telling you when we were watching it that I just a lot of movies I watch I just kind of go with the roller coaster of the yeah. movie I just go with go it go along with it yeah so sorry I have to cough <laughs> oh we're falling apart <coughs> I don't know how to put I don't have a button <coughs> like a cough button that professionals could have like a professional cough no no like a professional button um anyway I lost my train of thought with my I, cough yeah you liked the movie though. You went on the train. I went you on, got on train. a train. And you a roller coaster it. train. So I've seen this movie twice now, and I actually <laughs> yeah. liked it even better this time. Did and I you? loved it the first. I time. I think I would like it better the second time too because watching it, I was like, either there's like so much more going on here, or it's just what it is, like the surface value of it. But I tend to think that there's a lot more going oh, on. Yeah, I think it's a bit of column A, a bit with of this B. movie, and I yeah, I like, really enjoyed it. I think Jim Jarmusch has deeper movies, but few that are this fun. This, it was still really funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, I love the chemistry between Bill Murray and Adam Driver. I love Adam Driver. He's, I love like, him, too. I like him so much that I almost want to watch those Star Wars movies, but not enough to watch those Star Wars movies. He's probably not in it enough to make it worth it. Even if he was. He's so grumpy. Just, the Force Awakens sucked ass. You know what? I'd we're not rather talking... watch The Force Awakens than Silent Night, Deadly Night. We're though. not talking about Star Wars, Joey. Should I tell what the movie? Oh, we about? should um, play the trailer. We already did. For this one? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming out. Yep. Want me to see what it's about? Yes. Okay, so Bill Murray and Adam Driver and uh, Chloe Sevigny are uh, officers, sheriffs in this small town called Centerville, a real nice place to raise your kids up. Uh, and uh, Tom Waits plays a hermit in the woods. Who also kind of acts as like a bit of the narrator for yeah. parts for he's parts of it great. he's it's like a lot of it is him watching things from afar through these bro- commenting on it. through these broken binoculars yeah. and him commenting on it so it's not he's not the narrator through the whole thing but he is but enough of it and yeah. it's and it's like the perfect tom waits it's narration so like it's just tom waits yeah so the plot isn't super complicated uh you know there things are going strangely adam driver keeps saying things aren't going to end well uh, we have a few other vignettes with other characters around the town, like Steve Buscemi plays the racist piece of shit farmer who's really funny and has a hat that says, Keep America White Again. Oh. Um, Caleb Landry Jones, that really cool... Yes. He, he runs the gas station. The RZA plays a UPS driver. Excuse me, WPS driver. <laughs> um, uh, Rosie Perez plays Josie Juarez, who's a newscaster. Who, you get through these like newscasting reports that, uh, because of fracking... They've knocked the planet out of alignment. Its polar alignment has shifted, and as a result, like the sun isn't staying up in the right place. We're getting weird, undead, dead coming from their grave zombie shit. And there's um, kind of that subplot of the kids in the institution, which is the one part of the movie that I think kind of doesn't work because it doesn't go anywhere or really have anything to do with anything. Uh, yeah, and I'm and not really sure why it's there. So when I the next day 
I was doing a little bit of research to find out like more about the movie, and they brought up those characters, and I was like, I like I had watched the movie the night before. I'd already completely forgot yeah. about that. And you see them get away, it. I guess. I they're gonna go hide, but like they never really follow up on no, it. No, the you I was see them like, dead. You see them as zombies. Do you? Or at least one or two of them, the kids, yes. You see kids as zombies with those kids? Because I remember sure. they escape from the place and they say, I know a safe place where we can hide, and then you never see them again. I'm pretty sure we see them as zombies with um, the girl well, with the right, like but... skunk hair. Yeah, skunk hair. With reverse Maybe you're right. Hair. I don't remember seeing them, but it's possible. You see a lot of zombies. Uh, yeah. Oh, then uh, there's, there's also, also the kids that drive into town. Yeah, uh, Selena Gomez and other two teens, the hipsters from up to, from the big city. They're pretty great. She uh, is so charming I like and charismatic. Like, yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah, her friends are douche, kind of douchebags in this mm-hmm. movie, but she, anyone she meets in this movie, she's just like super friendly with. And yeah. I was like, I love her. And then you get, you know, one of the greatest characters in the history of movies, um, Tilda Swinton, as the new coroner, who also is proficient in the art of the samurai sword. She's so great. This is. Uh, have you ever seen Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai? It's another Jim Jarmusch movie that has samurai not. shit in it, and it is so fucking good. We should watch it. Uh, anyway, this movie is so funny. So anyway, um, the whole thing basically just takes place over a couple of days where they're watching as things continue to get worse. A zombie apocalypse starts to happen. All the characters deal with the fact that there are zombies riding from the grave. Danny Glover runs the hardware store. Uh... Iggy Pop plays a zombie. Carol Kane plays a zombie. Iggy Pop as a zombie. When he came up, and I was like, I love him. You, you were like, <laughs> you didn't even have to put makeup on him. It was you were Aww, funny. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I'm glad you liked that joke. But uh, um, can I just like interject a little thing here? Because I inter- was reading thing. that um, a lot of the movie um, was like a nod to David Lynch, and specifically the coffee. Come, them going into the diner, uh, going coffee is a, yeah, a wink at, at David yeah. Lynch, which coffee I thought was well. He's also in cool. coffee and cigarettes, right? Icky Pot. Yeah, yeah, and and Tom Waits. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, oh man, and then also this movie, like, there's a lot of very. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. There's a ton of like really goofy meta jokes. Like at the very beginning of the it's movie, very meta. they're listening to the Sturgill. They, they mention Sturgill Simpson about thirty times throughout this movie. Who does? Who is the... the artist who sings the theme song? And the theme song of the movie keeps coming up. And at one point, Bill Murray even says, "God, why is this song so familiar?" And Adam Driver goes, "Well, it's the theme. It's the theme song." He doesn't say to the movie. He just says it's, it's the, the theme, theme song. It's the theme song. So that oh, was like yeah, the guess. first, um, like. Breaking the f- of the fourth wall, saying yeah. like uh, acknowledging so that this it. is a movie, but Ooh, it yes. all comes to a head yeah, near I the end. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. We you don't want to spoil it. it. We spoil it's everything. So worth it. Uh, okay, look, if you don't want to know this super meta moment, then just stop listening, or you know, come back next month or whatever. I don't care. So yeah, they're in the car throughout the movie. Adam Driver keeps saying that things are not going to end well, and finally, Bill Murray's had enough. How do how were you been saying that since the beginning? How were you so sure? You want to know? Yes, I would like to know. I read the script. The whole script? Yeah, Jim gave me the whole script. He only gave me my scenes. For everything I've done for that guy. And it's a lot. Stuff you don't even know about. (laughs) What a dick. That fucking made me laugh so, so hard. At the beginning, when we when he first says about the theme song, I was yeah. like, "Are they gonna go there? Are they gonna really, really go there?" Oh, and yeah. I'm so <laughs> sure glad do. that they did. And that's where this movie lost a lot of um, people. Of, yeah, I can see that. But I wrong, so but I enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. That it was hilariously done. 
Yeah, it's not taking itself that seriously. It's like, look, we're not bringing anything... We're not going to bring anything new to the zombie genre. We're going to use it to, like, talk about other stuff, but it's also just, like, a bit of fun, and, like, these characters you like... I don't know. I think maybe for some people it didn't go far enough into the goofiness. Like, I think some people wanted maybe Zombieland, which for me is a movie that hasn't aged well at all. I haven't rewatched it. Bill Murray's in that one, too. Yep, and that's and maybe that's another connection people have in their brain, but, like, yeah. the fact that this movie got a wide release with this cast and is that kind of movie just warms the cockles of my heart. So when I was reading an article from The New Yorker about this movie, um, they had an interesting point about the whole, this isn't going to end well. Yeah. And it, they say that it doesn't come from a... Uh, a place of like him having prophecies about the ending. It comes from a place of privilege. He's <laughs> yeah. the privileged he male in this movie yeah. that he knows already. Yeah. And yeah, he's and I think like Bill Murray. Bill Murray is older. His privilege is starting to be stripped. It's the young guy who has yeah. the privilege in this movie. And I, and think I it like was that. Kind of interesting that like there's only one character in this movie who actually like reacts to any of the stuff that's happening in a semi-human way, and that's Chloe Sevigny's character, who she actually kind of reacts to this. I thought the that was a, a really would. interesting yeah. um, point you made. And about everybody that. else, you know, reacts like a character in a Jim Jarmusch movie, which you know is great. Yeah, it's just this. It's really hard to describe this movie. It's it's unlike any movie you've seen. It's it's very surreal. Very surreal. It's kind of existential. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, there's a lot of like the whole idea of like we're just like slowly in slow motion living through this slow motion apocalypse. Uh, you know, and I, I really also liked. You keep hearing the background people arguing about how, like, oh, no, the, the energy companies and the Secretary of Energy are all saying, no, no, it wasn't the fracking. The fracking is fine, even though it has literally ended the world. <laughs> it's just great. And just, like, the stupid little throwaway jokes, the Whoopi-S truck, Posey, Juarez, all this good... Oh, so much good shit. They, the, they did also, like, the true zombie moments yeah. of them eating guts and attacking well, people were awesome. The the kid zombies playing in the street yeah. was a good touch. Like, I, I... They liked how much time they spent on the kids. And, like, they it. use the whole, like, Romero-esque thing of, like, oh, they're attracted to what they went to in life, but they kind of just, like, play with that and kind of point out that it's kind of... It's a really on-the-nose thing. Like, as cool as Dawn of the Dead is... A lot of the Romero uh, tropes of zombie fiction are pretty on the nose and over and like tired at this point. So like yeah, it's out. They, it's been done yeah. to death. So yeah. they kind of just have a lot of goofy fun with it, like the Car- Carol Kane wanting Chardonnay. Oh, yeah, that was you funny. Know, everyone was it's like really Full on, on their the phones, nose. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. The Carol Kane one was great, just because you get that awesome scene in the police station where she comes out wanting Chardonnay. And there's the beat. Jesus Christ! Did she say Chardonnay? Yeah, yeah, she did. I really liked the touch of when they do kill the zombies, when they decapitate them. Um, there's puff, like the a puff ash, of yeah. ash comes ashes out of them, and I thought that was a new touch. That's yeah, a new touch neat. to the zombies, and I thought that was cool. If you were a zombie, what would you gravitate to? What would you say? Oh God, I don't know. Video games, <laughs> Blu-rays, cool guy stuff. What would I say? I don't have my own thing going on yet, so... Shoes. <laughs> oh my god. You like shoes. You have lots. I don't, I don't have a shoe obsession. Well, I didn't say you had a shoe obsession. I said you had lots of shoes. You gonna look me in the eye and say you don't have a lot of shoes? I have 13 pairs of Converse shoes. I have two pair of shoes. I have a pair of flip-flops and a pair of sneakers. I don't even got winter boots. <laughs> uh, I mean, you... Yeah. 
I also only have two pair of pants. So. I think I'd be like, beer. Okay, you make yourself sound... You're drinking a Diet Pepsi right now. Diet Pepsi. Oh, I love Diet, <laughs> diet Soda. Yeah, I, I would happily watch this movie over and over again. I should probably buy it. Can we talk about um, Zelda being... Oh, yeah. So there's this thing towards the end where they've decided to all meet in the graveyard. And having watched it now twice, there's a bunch of clues leading up to this. Like, oh, with yeah. her. But, uh, anyway, right I after this... I wasn't surprised when it happened because... I wasn't of... surprised either. Yeah. But, like, I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't like, that's totally out of nowhere. I was like, it is, but it also works. But I didn't guess it. It was like, oh, are they going to go there with that? Oh, they did so go right there, after, too. So they're in the graveyard, and right after Bill Murray and Adam Driver have their discussion about the script... Uh, a fucking UFO shows up and pulls in and um, you realize that Zelda Tilda Swinton's character is an alien and has been the whole time and just gets beamed up and leaves it's so funny so they, I, I, the article I read had an interesting point about it um, they said like so Zelda she's kind of like almost like a superhero she's the samurai she she's been gathering information about the town the whole time yeah but, she, but it kind of there's um the, the article in the New Yorker says it mocks moviegoers and critics that they're still dreaming of a superhero to save the world. Yeah. And they just took she that has, away. Oh, yeah. She had no interest really in saving it. No. She was there to study and observe and now, okay, well, this world's over. All right, time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. There's no implication that she has anything to do with it. She just happened to be there studying humans. Which made me like that part more because I was like, as, a, as much as I was just there for the whole ride of it, I was like, at first, I kind of took it as it was only. I thought it was only there to be like a fuck you to zombie fans. To be like, oh, you think this is a zombie movie? Well, we're just gonna put this in and like so that you're not expecting all the tropes of a zombie <laughs> movie. And I didn't like that if if that's yeah. what it was. But it still does stay true to the zombie tropes. They even say like, well, how does it end? Uh, we go. We have to do our best. Oh, but it ends badly. Yeah, it ends badly. Yeah, like every zombie movie. The main the heroes go down swinging, but they go down. And Tom Waits watches, and uh, narrates it and talks about the end of the human race. Which, if 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 the world was to end, I would very much like Tom Waits to narrate it. You know. <laughs> the that, article I read also says that um, Hermit Bob Tom Waits yeah. is the hero of the movie because he has mm-hmm. the prophetic, the burden of of being the prof the yeah he's the, the observer and prophecy. Well, he's Prof- definitely, like, the recorder. He doesn't, like, prophesy it, but he does, like, observe it, and he's the one who's, like, passively judging it and recording it. Like, he's the one who, has, like, for posterity. And he's the only one who really has any understanding the whole time. Like, he's pure, basically, right? Like, he's he's removed from everything. And also, like, I love that one of the inciting incidents is they go out to the woods to find Hermit Bob because uh, the farmer claims that Hermit Bob is stealing his chickens, and everyone's like, Hermit Bob wouldn't do that. But it turns out he actually did. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. This was pretty fucking good chicken. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was pretty great. All of it. Just, you know, top to bottom. There's a lot in this movie. I think that a lot of people dismiss this movie, and I think that there's a lot more there than they maybe give a credit, than they were, than they were willing to look for. Yeah. I also do think, though, like, because uh, prior to this, Jim Jarmusch had made, um, a couple movies ago, he made a movie called Only Lovers Left Alive, which was his vampire movie. And uh, I think that maybe people... Even the people who were expecting something from this movie went into it maybe expecting something similar to that, and this movie is nothing like that. It's a which is also a movie's a fabulous movie as well. 
this is a more fun and funny movie, but Only Lovers Left Alive might be a better movie, but this is a pretty fucking good movie. This is really fun. I'm yeah. so glad we, it was the perfect movie for you to choose too after the the anger that I had. I thought we needed something more fun. It was so fun. But yeah, it was more slow than I thought, but I really did enjoy it. The characters were great in it. Totally. Really good way to end the year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else about it? Um, There was a quote that like I thought maybe you would want to address. Let's address it. Um, it said that this movie presents a view of public spaces that reflects the town's grievous failures of private life. Grievous failures of public spaces break that down for me what do you think I'm not sure how I what I think about that what well, my thoughts were like that's it's a that's what a town not in all towns but a lot of small towns your privacy everybody knows yeah. already like everyone knows each other mm-hmm. and knows everyone's secrets already like it's not mm-hmm. it's, it's not like in the big city we barely know our neighbors this is true. But to be fair, our neighbors suck. Well, the one side's fine. If you're listening, uh, neighbors with the dogs, I, I, I like you guys. You guys are cool. Other side, rubbish. Other side calls the cops on everyone. Well, at least on me. Two times. Why is the dog whining? He needs to be let Shut out. Shut the fuck up! Uh, yeah, I, you know, hon, I, I, I like that, but I don't have anything to add to it. No? No, I, I thought you so. might. Sorry. I, maybe if I wasn't full of cold meds. Maybe. I just Ugh. thought, like, I liked... I also did really like how this movie shot all the public spaces. Most of this movie is outdoors. And oh, it was just was really well shot. Oh, yeah. It's a really pretty looking movie. I liked it a lot. And the way that, like, a lot of it takes place in the, the magic hour, so to speak. Quote, unquote, that, like, twilight mm. hour. Beautiful. But, uh, and also, man, I've listened to that Sturgill Simpson song about a thousand times. It's so the good. The Dead Don't Die? It's so good. It is so good. It's just real good. It's really it's good. Real good song. Well, thank you, Nicole. And thank all of you for being with us in 2019. Did we just go a whole year? We maybe have gone longer than that. But when do we restart doing monthlies? I'm not sure. It's been a while, but like, we're I doing... I can look it up. Ah, doesn't do you have one, an, a new one picked for us? Oh, it's my pick, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. Well, we could pause it and uh, let the dog out, and then you could think. I'm just looking at my shelf. We just take some time. Well, I don't need time. But I also thought it was fair that I let you bosh one of my picks because I boshed one of yours. Which one was it that I? Ouch! You boshed it. <laughs> I didn't like. Um, oh yeah. Well, yeah. At least that case, we watched the whole thing though. It was when we watched Food of the Gods, and that didn't bother me either because it wasn't a very good movie. But we did watch the whole thing. You made it through. I didn't even make it through. I couldn't handle that one. No, so you were we right. Both, the movie sucked. We both have uh, reasons for hating each other's picks, and I think that's fair. But you go back through this podcast. We've watched some movies that both of us thought were abysmal, like Pumpkin Carver and Atrocious. But like those were still at least like funny. Like we had a fun time watching them and making fun of them. Yeah. There was nothing to salvage from Talent Night Deadly Night. Again, if you like it, I'm sorry, but you're fucked in the head. Talent Night Deadly Night Two, however. I would totally watch because there's some funny shit in that one. Yeah. Garbage day. I'm still looking at my shelf. I'm thinking. I'm leaning towards. And uh, I pick a lot of Japanese movies, don't so I? So we had come back in. Dead air. Um... Good podcasting. Oh, God! You're killing yeah, me, no. Smalls. We came back 
uh, near the end of October of last oh, year. Oh, so it's been more than a year. Okay. So, but this has been the first full year of us coming back. Since we came back, yeah, yeah. Right. Thank Does you that make for sense? coming on this journey with us, y'alls. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I pick a lot of Japanese movies, but I'm tempted to just do that again because I have these Blu-rays that well, we should pick, watch. Pick what you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, we're gonna watch um. Uh, Blade of the Immortal. We're watching Blade of the Immortal. I forget who directed it. It might be um, Takashi Miike, but it's Blade of the Immortal. We're going to watch Blade of the Immortal. Hope you all are ready to watch Blade of the Immortal <laughs> Merry with us. Christmas. Merry, happy, season's greetings. Enjoy this non-Christmas movie we Yeah, reviewed. we tried. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got to go uh, blow my nose. We got to let the dog the out. Let he's whining out before he's he pukes. Dumb shit. If he pukes again, I'm going Fuck to... Fuck you! So ma- Stop getting mad at the dog. He can't help it if he has to go out. Fuck you! Uh, we also have to wrap all of our Christmas presents and probably get into a big fight. Christmas wrap scrap. We hate wrapping presents, and every year we do it together, and we end up bickering. It's, it's so nice. We look forward yeah. to it every year. It's my turn to pick the movie for it, too. Okay, well, the, this is that's sep- something separate. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> she already kiboshed two of my picks. Kiboshed. Hardly fair. I like how much we've said the word bosh in this on this Ouch, episode. she boshed it. <laughs> and God bless us, everyone. See you in the new year. Until next year, I'm the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay merry. Kissy, kissy, under the mistletoe. Oh, 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 oh shit, I got a sneeze coming. Oh boy! How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?